Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, handle here on a uh, Saturday. Uh, as always, uh, we uh, are here for three hours, uh, followed by Leo Laporte. Well, we, you, and I, and the crowd over here. I love the royal we. I am here, and I will be answering your questions. And uh, it, uh, right up until 11 o'clock, Leo Laporte, and then uh, Neil Saavedra is here from 2 to 5 with the Fork Report. Mo Kelly after that, 6 to 8. And tonight, 8 to 10, it is Brian Suits. All right, uh, phone number, of course, 800 and as always, uh, people will ask me throughout the show, Bill, or I will say, you need a lawyer. Do you have one? Or Bill, I need a lawyer. Uh, can you give me a referral? Uh, handleonthelaw.com is uh, the place to go. Always uh, lawyers are ra- available from uh, most uh, legal areas of the law, divorce and personal injury, certainly uh, criminal uh, contract law, construction law, that sort of thing. So uh, handleonthelaw.com. And the phone number, 800-520-1534. This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice, where I tell you, you have absolutely no case. All right. Here is someone who has absolutely no case. And you kind of shake your head and go, really? Uh, This is a case of this guy, Ismael Lopez, who was mistaken for uh, some man who was wanted for domestic assault. So uh, the report was made. Here he was. uh, He was in this trailer park, and this was in Mississippi. And so uh, the police show up, and we don't know exactly what happened, but he was shot and killed. Uh, This is in 2017. And uh, the autopsy showed he was shot in the back of the head. All right. So the family, of course, filed a $20 million wrongful death lawsuit in federal court. Against the city of uh, South Haven, uh, the police chief, the officers involved. And um, guess what the court said? No rights. Nope. You can't sue. And why is that? He was not a U.S. citizen. He was not here uh, legally. A number of Supreme Court rulings, uh, like a 1982 decision over the right to education in public schools, found that Constitutional protections do apply to illegal aliens, but uh, that is then used as a basis for saying uh, that it is distinguished away. It is only for education, not for other rights, uh, especially including all the lawsuits, uh, for example, over the Trump administration, immigration policy changes. Everyone is gone. So uh, the court um, said, and this is a lower court, uh, that mm -mm. now that's going to go up on appeal. And I'm willing to bet that uh, the court, uh, the appeals court, and if it ever gets to the Supreme Court, which I don't know if it will, but certainly the appeals court is going to go the other way. And uh, that's kind of a really, 
uh, because the guy isn't a citizen, but he's here in the United States. He's not entitled to the same rights in the criminal justice system. Really? You know, like how about Mirandizing and how about needing a lawyer if uh, he doesn't have the money, all the rights that we have? Yeah, kind of hard to understand that uh, the rights don't go to him. All right, uh, let's do it, guys. Uh, Let's take uh, some phone calls, starting with Eric. Hello, Eric. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Bill, I have prescription drug drug coverage, and they offer coverage for a certain type of medication. I took them up on that coverage, but they had a little caveat on there. They said, you have to go through our pharmacy. Now, so I did it because, you know, that's what the insurance said to do. And I check on it afterwards, and we actually had to go and get some more of these drugs later on. I come to find out that the pharmacy that's owned by the prescription company is charging me about four times more for the same drug than I would have had to pay anywhere else. Yeah. So I'm wondering if there's anything that... No, no, they can say this is the drug, this is where we will pay uh, the copay, this is where uh, under our plan you go. Nothing stops you from going anyplace else to buy the drugs. And quite often, uh, you can pay far less. Uh, you know, for example, I get certain medication at Costco, and I have an HMO. Uh, although in Mike, yes, sometimes I pay far less uh, when I go to Costco, or other pharmacy. So here's what you get to do: is first of all, you have no rights, okay, because you didn't shop, and there's nothing that they're saying. Uh, no, you can't go out and shop. Uh, we, this is our coverage. It doesn't say you must go there. It says this is the pharmacy where our plan is uh, paid for. And they sort of leave out that it's a lot more expensive. So uh, the magic here is simply to check. There are websites out there, and none of them come to mind, but it's not hard to find, uh, that actually compare the various prices. You'll go, uh, they'll give you Rite Aid and CVS and uh, even pharmacies, small mom and pop pharmacies uh, anywhere near you. And so that's what you get to do. You get to shop. Uh, so uh, how much money were you paying for that medication through your um, your prescription plan, through your insurance plan? And, well, and yeah, let me ask you, and it's four times as much. How much money are we talking about? That's uh, a couple thousand dollars. Total, over the year? Um, yeah, yeah, so it was like a one-time thing, you know, it was for a certain procedure that we were going through. Oh, okay, so, so it's just a, all right, got it. Um, yeah, you're... Um, yeah, it's uh, there's. Now, a- we did do the research, like when we were talking with the pharmacy, and we were looking around and being like, "Well, this is." Well, they wouldn't tell us the prices. First of all, they were being kind of vague and saying, "You know, hey, yeah, but you knew the price. You, but this. you knew the price when you went to the pharmacy, and you didn't yeah. check. So you could have said, "No, thank you." I've done that before. I have medication. Uh, that I wanted to go to a pharmacy near me, and I know the medication, uh, the price goes anywhere from $40 to $200. I mean, it's crazy. And as soon as I got a $200 uh, bill, I said, no, I don't want it. You can put it back on the shelf. What are you going to do, stick a gun to your head? So that's what you have to do. But as far as the way you describe it, um, no, not a chance. Uh, Alex or Alexis, hello. Hello. So my nephew stayed with me for a few months. 
Um, we recently got into an argument, and um, he got violent, so I um, kicked him out. And because he's violent, I don't have to give him 30 days' notice. So the next day, he came back with the police, because I said he had to come back with the police to get his stuff. When he came back, um, he got all of his stuff, and the police were like, there's one more thing, which was they have to take me downtown or down. Or what? Alexis, did we just lose you? Uh, I think that maybe let's do Still that. Still here. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah, now I can. can okay. Well, yeah, now I can. Okay. One more thing. What was the one more thing? That um, they had to take me down to the hospital for involuntary cycle. And um, they let me see the papers. And my nephew said I was violent, which means I was throwing stuff around my house. Yeah, yeah. I was, um, and he said all these, the, all negative things like I was suicidal. I was doing like four different drugs. Two of them I never heard of. I don't want any money from him. What I want is what I can do because it was all retaliatory, okay. all false, and it was cruel. What can fair, I do? Fair enough. I don't want any money from him. All right. First, I just want him to pay for, you know, lying. Yeah. First of all, well, the only thing you can get is money from him uh, because that's the way the, the uh, law works. I'm surprised the police did anything. If you calmly say... None of that is true. Uh, That's absolutely not true. I've never even heard of that medication. Of course I'm not suicidal. This comes out of me kicking him out uh, because of an, an incident that we had in which he assaulted me. And if you are that calm, the police aren't going to haul you in just because some guy says... Here you go. This is the person. They don't bring someone in on a 5150 just because someone says it because that would be that would happen every single day, every single moment. If you and I got into an altercation, if you're my neighbor and we ended up in some kind of a, uh, a disagreement, I call the police and I say uh, to the police, uh, Alexis uh, just attacked me and she's screaming and she's ranting and she's saying that the devil made me do it. Wait, the police are going to take. Uh, my word for it? No, of course not. So I don't understand why the police would do that under any circumstances. Now, how? Well, and, they said because I said suicidal that they, by law, they had to keep me uh-huh. overnight, but did, they only wait, kept wait. me for like seventeen did, hours. Did you say suicidal, or did uh, nephew say suicidal? Nephew said suicidal, and you simply said, "I never said that." That's simply not true. Right. So again, we go back right. to you and I are having a fight, and all I tell the police is. She said she was going to commit suicide. You think the police just take people's word for it? They had to. They had to. No, 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 that's wrong. If he, the if, judge signed off on it, and they had to bring it. me in. They, I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't under. I don't understand so, how do that's. Do I have possible. any recourse? Yeah, you could probably hit him for a false police report, and uh, I would go yeah. to the police. I would say, hey, you know what? They just uh, took his word for it. I'd sue the police for false arrest. And uh, you can do that. You can find a lawyer to do that. And I don't know what your damages are going to be. And if you don't want any money, what else are they going to do? Take his head off? Right. Uh, but that, <laughs> can I take his head off? <laughs> I, know, I mean, there's the lesson to be learned when, when the police show up for anything. You're calm. Uh, you're moderate. Uh, you are uh, measured. And you do not get excited, especially under these circumstances. Officer, No. That's simply not true. All right, coming up, more handle on the law. From the black to the blue to black, black, and I got all on the cat, cause the cat, black, and I got the rat, the rat, rat, the rat trap, all I know. From the black to the blue to black, black, and I got all on the cat, cause the cat, black, and I got the rat, the rat, 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 r
Sorry about that. On a uh, Saturday morning, 800-520-1534. This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. Camilla! Hello, Camilla. Yes, ma'am. Hi, I was calling to see. So we had a leak in our kitchen, and the insurance company ended up covering the entire cost of the leak and everything. Well, when they sent us a check, they sent it to my husband and the mortgage company. We contacted the mortgage company. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. About four or five times before we sent them the check to make sure, like, this is the only paperwork you need. You don't need anything else. This is it. They said, they said that they'll send us 90% of the check. When the job's complete, um, 90% complete, they'll send us the last 10%. So we end up sending them the check, and they refused to give us the money. Every time that they said that they needed some kind of paperwork, we sent it to them, and then they turned around and yeah. were like, we need other paperwork. How we much, need more paperwork. We need more paperwork. Yeah, how much is the 10%? How much is the 10% or yeah, the how much, how much is the amount? No, no, I don't care about the 90 because you got uh, – how much did you not get that you were supposed to get? We still haven't gotten about $4,000. That's it. So the figure is $4,000. Uh, that's where you get to go to small claims court against the insurance company. You have no other choice. Well, well, our kitchen's not even completed yet. The thing is, is we haven't had a kitchen for eight months. Wow. So we were wondering because because of the, yeah, and I have three Wait. little kids. Okay, so, so why, let me ask you this. Why did you not have a kitchen for eight months? Did the contractor walk off because the contractor was not going to get paid? Because usually it's at the end of the job in which the contractor gets uh, the last payment. Right. So the insurance company or the mortgage company wouldn't give us any of the money. We fought them for about four and a half wow. months to get any money from them whatsoever. I, I find that they kept they refused. They and it was I don't understand how we went through the mortgage company to pay a repair. That was kind of bizarre. So they didn't pay. Because any, they said that they said what they said the mortgage company had a, had an interest in the house because there's we still have a mortgage on the house. So well, they said that they had, the insurance so, company. But every mortgage company has an interest in the house. So every time they there's a because of the amount of the check. Uh, okay. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't. Well, maybe it's the way uh, your mortgage is written. But so at this point, they haven't sent you anything. So they did. It took them about five months to okay. send us any of the money. So we came out of pocket a lot of money to for okay. the, from the beginning to get this, it started. Yeah, this is kind of a wobbler. I would talk to a lawyer to see if there's anything there. If not, small claims, and then there may be some issues about suing an insurance company uh, that does national business. And that's why uh, I'm going to suggest you talk to uh, any lawyer who's dealt with insurance issues because it can be a little complicated. But at this point, you're out four months. You're also the damages not having a kitchen for eight months and uh, the insurance yeah. company uh, being that disruptive, that non-cooperative and hanging on to money. So definitely it's time. Uh, yeah, you have no choice. All right, Brian. Hello, Brian. Uh, welcome to Handle on the Law. Let me see if I have Brian on this one. Uh, the phone calls seem, uh, phones keep on screwing up a little bit. Hello, Brian. Hi, can you hear me okay? I can now, yes. Great. So my son is in quite a predicament. Uh, he was dating a young girl that he thought was 18 years of age Ooh, that he met. Yeah, that's was dating bad. for a couple of months. Yeah. 
And uh, he's 20 now. He was 19 at the time. And when he found out she was 14 years old, he broke off that encounter. And she kind of went nuts on the deal. And they had a search and seizure at my son's house. I don't know when this happened because he's been living with his mother. We're divorced uh, for quite some time now. And so they had a search and seizure. And they answered the detectives and police officers' questions and some time later, they were asked to come in. They had retained an attorney. To be honest, Bill, I just found out all this information three days ago. I've been kept in the dark on this. And so I'm just calling maybe to see what I what, I don't know if there's anything I can do for, I know. for right my now, young son. Yeah, right now it's, it's talk to a criminal attorney. You have no choice. Because now they, they retained an attorney that's a DUI return attorney. No, 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 like no, 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 no. That's wrong. You need an you need a criminal attorney who uh, has done a lot of uh, sexual crimes. That's, you need exper- That's what I felt. Yeah, too. you need expertise on that one. This is not a DUI or a personal injury attorney. No, oh, no. he's facing nine serious charges. Oh, Two God. Of them, oh. One of them's yeah, you're going to need it. in the first degree. That's crazy. He's looking, and, he's looking and at spending. And use child display sex All right. explosive conduct. That's a minimum of 12 years. Yeah, no, he's looking at some serious jail time. And uh, are there defenses? I didn't know. Did she say she was older uh, than she was? She did, did but in my state, there's no um, uh, mistaken age. No, and I, but, but, with mitig- but with mitigation. So let's say he is convicted and you have a judge who looks at the circumstances and said there's a very big difference in terms of sentencing between someone who legitimately thought was dealing with uh, someone who was older than 18, uh, age majority, and someone who knew uh, that uh, he was involved with a minor. So th- th- this is very nuanced how this works. And then you have the entire mm-hmm. issue of the search, and uh, there, there's a lot of stuff going on. You need a high-end criminal attorney. It's going to cost some big bucks, by the way. We're not talking about a small mm-hmm. money buddy. Be prepared for a $5,000 retainer up front. Uh, but you know your your son's in a lot of trouble, and there's not much you can do about it except uh, cough up the money. Especially if you believe he did absolutely nothing wrong. That you had a girl that okay. looked uh, mature for her age, which again is not a defense, but it's mitigation. All right, okay. that's all you can do. Spend some money. Yep. All right. Uh, you see movies where. Uh, people go up to an ATM and it starts uh, throwing out cash like a slot machine in uh, Las Vegas. And you go usually, well, usually that's not the case. However, there's something called jackpotting, uh, where that's exactly what's happening. It was overseas. It's come to the United States, and it's all about identity theft. Some identity thief has gotten your information into the uh, cash machine. It goes, and boom, there you go. Someone's identity is stolen every two seconds. And if you only have credit monitoring, you certainly can miss certain identity threat, uh, threats like credit being opened up your name, credit inquiries. Uh, you've got uh, purchases in uh, your name. I mean, all of it. So uh, LifeLock, LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, uh, threats like those things happening to you. And if they, te- to do, the, if they do detect your information being uh, used or even being inquired on, they'll send you an alert. And then you start dealing with before it gets serious. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor or monitor every transaction at every business. But LifeLock, that is protection. That's why I've been a customer for so many years. 
Uh, get 10% off your first year by using the promo code HANDLE. Call 800-LIFELOCK, promo code HANDLE, or visit lifelock.com, promo code HANDLE. This is Handle on the Law. I'm watching me. a uh, Saturday morning. Phone number is uh, 800-520-1524. All right, back we go. More phone calls. Ray, hello, Ray. Ray, you're up. Yes, Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, I'm still here. Yes, go ahead. Hello? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I want to know, what, uh, can you refer me to uh, a lawyer who could, would uh, find out some info for me? Hello? What happened to you, Ray? Well, well I was telling you I was prescribed a medication, and they over-prescribed it. They gave, instead of a 25 cc's, they gave me a 25 milligrams. They gave me 100. Okay. And... Uh, 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 then she didn't, she failed the standard of practice, which is to monitor uh, how this uh, drug was affecting me. All right. So far, I, so far, it sounds like ma- uh, malpractice. Keep on going. It, uh, and then I was under, I took this medication for three months. And, and then when I came back, it was stage five of kidney failure. Mm, okay, that sounds like a. I didn't know there was a stage five kidney failure. I thought stage four was uh, the highest level. But okay, assuming there is a stage five and you now have stage five uh, kidney failure, uh, are you on dialysis? Yes, I am. All right, so here's what we, you, and your attorney get to figure out, and that is is that over medication, what? What does that have to do with your kidney failure? Would it have happened anyway? Would have, Had you been prescribed the uh, amount of medicine that you should, would, number one, the kidney failure not even have existed or have been much minimized? You would never be at this point. Do you happen to have any idea if that's the case or not? I, this medication is only... is powerful now i'm not arguing that no i understand that i understand that and i get it Uh, they overprescribed. now do you have any indication that it was the cause of either the kidney failure or the advancement of kidney failure more so than if you'd been prescribed the proper medication any idea yes yes i did i had um blood tests and biopsy okay and the blood tests and biopsies it, it could be they said it could be due to uh, the uh, medication. Okay, the overprescription of medication. I'm assuming, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, well, y- yes, it sounds sir. it sounds like you have a good medical malpractice case. So uh, it's time for you to see a lawyer now. Uh, a lawyer, a medical malpractice attorney, is not going to charge you for the consultation. And here's what's going to happen: you're going to go in, and uh, the first thing the uh, the lawyer is going to do is pull your medical records, look at the prescription. Look at the overdose, the amount of uh, the, the mistake that was made. Send you to or send that information to another doctor, uh, independent physician who will look at it. Again, no cost to you. Uh, that's the way it works uh, because uh, when these things settle up, they there's some pretty big money involved. 
uh, and then find out if uh, that's the case, what you say is true. And it sure sounds like it. Do you have a lawyer at all on this one? No, I don't. Okay, you go to handleonthelaw.com. And you get hold of an attorney, a medical malpractice attorney. There's plenty uh, within that website. Uh, and these are lawyers. Handle is called, excuse me, sir, it's called handleonthelaw.com. Yeah, it's the name of the show with a dot com at the end. Okay. Okay. Handleonthelaw.com. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Go for it. See, that, you, you got much. it. No problem. See, that sounds like a real medical malpractice case. Usually when people call up, yeah, 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 I got it. Uh, but when uh, it is even possible that overprescription or wrong prescriptions are close to having caused something this serious, yep. Lawyer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Start frothing at the mouth, and you need lawyers who specialize in medical mal. It's one of those things where any lawyer you call that you know will instantly take the case. And then they'll either refer it out, or if they're completely nuts, they'll do the case uh, themselves. All right. Uh, BJ. Hey, BJ. Good morning. Yes, sir. So, I'm an elected official. I'm a county commissioner. And I know that if I'm not reelected or if I decide not to run again next November, that I am not eligible for unemployment benefits. In the meantime, I do have a part-time job doing uh, seasonal work, and I received a letter from my employer uh, two weeks ago saying that I was uh, going to be seasonally furloughed due to weather and that I would be eligible to claim unemployment through them. My question for you is, if I am not eligible for unemployment through um, my elected official position, should I be eligible for unemployment through my seasonal work? Absolutely. I'm assuming you are an employee. It's not a 1099 contract issue, is it? Correct. I am an actual employee. Oh, yeah. You absolutely, uh, you, you absolutely get uh, unemployment. There's no question about it. As It's as if your elected position means absolutely nothing. So uh, as as a even count- though I'm a go ahead even though I'm a salaried so I receive a salary as a county commissioner yes yes uh, now it's kind of interesting I don't know how you could be exempted from unemployment when you see a salary but sometimes it's just a stipend how much money do you get as a county commissioner I earn thirty six thousand dollars a year wow that's uh that's not a stipend that's uh, real money um. Well, you're, yes, cer- you're certainly entitled to uh, the unemployment benefits based on your other job. I'm just interested how you can get a, th- uh, a $36,000 a year salary from the county and you are exempt from the uh, unemployment. But the state can do that. I mean, the state has the ability Correct. to say, uh, yeah. So the answer to your question is yes, you get the money. So there you go. Lee. Hello, Lee. Lee, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Yes, what can I do for you? Yeah, I got a question. Sure. I got a question regarding probate. Uh, my mother passed away in July. This was in West Virginia. She passed away in July. 
she has a, a double wide mobile home. sits on a sits on probably about three or four acres. It's probably valued at maybe one hundred fifty thousand dollars, plus three cars. My brother was supposed to be beneficiary. I haven't seen anything of a will. I haven't seen anything that says what how this how this is supposed to be divided up. Okay. I need to find that. Plus, he's taking possession of the cars. And I need to find out how to stop it. Yeah, well, uh, well, the way to stop it is you have to uh, get an attorney to uh, literally file a restraining order, freezing everything. Now, do you know if it was a trust or a will or there was neither? I have no idea. All right, well, uh, I, I suggest... Uh, against him, uh, you, you first write him a letter, email and registered, saying you have uh, taken the cars uh, and it's part of a mom's estate and you have done so illegally. Uh, bring them back. And uh, I'm assuming he won't. Then uh, you get to get a lawyer who then writes a letter uh, to him, uh, a lawyer letter, which isn't very expensive, saying, hey, uh, you have violated the law, the statutes. You better bring back the car because if uh, mom either didn't have a trust and there was no will, uh, then the rules of intestacy come in. That are the rules that she she died without a will. So this is mom, and are you you two the only siblings? The two brothers? Yes. Okay. Then you are entitled to half of uh, her estate. And uh, someone has to open up a probate, probate. You have to figure out what's going on. And you were talking about a $150,000 home, a couple of three cars. Any money in the bank? Maybe 40000 Oh, yeah, there's enough there. Yep. Uh, time for a probate attorney, as in Monday. A probate attorney, okay? Right. Okay. Thank you. You, you got it. Uh, yeah. Family trust issues. Isn't that spectacular? See, my brother and I, we uh, uh, we take care of my mom. Uh, my dad died and my mother got everything, which was debts for the most part. And we take care of my mom. And we are, the only fight we have is you pay the check. No, I pay the check. No, you pay the check. And when uh, our mother dies, we're going to have a, we're going to be pretty well off because that means we don't have to write a check anymore. So we're going to be uh, wealthier several thousand dollars uh, per month. All right, uh, we'll take a break, come back, and uh, we'll do plenty more. This is Handle on the Law. And uh, good morning, everybody. Handle here. On a uh, Saturday morning, 800-520-1534. Back we go. More Handle on the Law. All right, Dijuan. I have that right. Yes. Okay, ma'am. What can I do for you? I own property in Louisiana. Uh, we had a timber. We had the timber cleared. The company that cleared the timber came back maybe two months later without permission and tore down my grandfather's 100-year-old home, mm. which only had sentimental value. And I'm wondering if we have a case. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, uh, you're talking about a history of the family. Uh, they tore down the house. So if you're not talking about a specific financial uh, amount of money that you can point to, an appraiser comes out and goes, here you go, the house is worth $100,000 or whatever it is, and you say, no, the house is worth nothing, but it's family history. Now, all you can do is ask for money. But what is the sentimental value of a house that's a historical monument to the family? 
And right. I don't I don't know that answer. You suit for the moon and maybe you go in front of a jury and will a lawyer take it on contingency? Maybe, maybe not. You're going to need a Louisiana lawyer. You're not going to be able to do it out of uh, California, that's for sure. And you just start looking around for uh, a lawyer in Louisiana. And you can go to my website, handleonthelaw.com. You're not going to get any attorneys there who are going to take on the case because they don't do Louisiana law. And for the most part, uh, even though a lot of them are licensed in many states, I don't think Louisiana is one of them uh, that uh, my attorneys are licensed in. But uh, they know people. You know, I know I know a guy who knows a guy kind of thing. If right. uh, yeah, and so uh, go to the website and find out, and uh, just go on and send uh, the email uh, to uh, the attorneys. We have a, a central place where you can send an email and ask the question. Uh, if uh, you know, does this make sense? Especially, Bill suggests that I do it and give it a shot. Okay, great. All right, try so yeah, try uh, try that one. Um, yeah, you got me. What's it worth? Well, I'm I'm going to say it's worth a lot because can you imagine a house of that value? Uh, sure. Tony, hi, Tony. Hey, Bill. Okay, uh, you can dispense with the dumbass award for me. I fully admit it. Went out uh, last year with my 19 year old godson. Was going to buy him a new his first car. Put out the used car lot, kicked the tires, drove it around the block, and wrote him a check. Well, we didn't even get home with it the first time. And ever since then, everything was wrong with it, up into including it didn't even have an air conditioning compressor on it. They All sold right. us without air yeah. conditioning. Okay. What, what, I want to, what I want to know is, of course, it was sold as is, where is, no warranty. Is there expectation of not being defrauded? Yeah, there is. And when you... Uh... The general rule is an as-is is literally your responsibility. You get to check it out. How, how it. much money are we talking about that you paid for the car? Uh, I paid $9,000 for it. Okay. So and uh, we, that's real money. It's not a, a $2,000. And we put, put about $7,000 in it to try to get it to run. Ooh. Uh, yeah, who yeah, is right. Yeah, who is right. I'll tell you, by the way, going to a car, a used car dealership is not necessarily uh, a stupid thing to do. Uh, the stupid part was not checking it out beforehand. So you've got okay. 9000 you spent plus 7000 So you're into it $16,000. And the problem is, if you're going to go to small claims court, the jurisdictional lim- uh, jurisdic- juris- jurisdictional limitation is ten grand. So if you're going to go to small claims court, you have to waive six thousand uh, dollars worth of your damages. Uh, for sixteen thousand uh, dollars, you're not going to get a lawyer. Uh, that's going to cost you money anyway. Uh, then the issue becomes the as is is how solid is that when you're talking about the sale was so egregious, it was so over the top. That it goes beyond the as is, and the only and it's going to be a judge. Well, it's going to be a judge that's going to make that determination in small claims court. And what's going to kill you is that you bought it as is. This is what you bought it for. They didn't stop you from checking it out. They didn't stop you from taking it to a mechanic. So you just drive oh, absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. Uh, yeah, is there a case? There might be. You know, I would argue, and if I'm the judge. I'm going to call you an idiot. Uh, I'm going to ask you, uh, did they say anything to uh, to somehow influence you not to go to 
a mechanic because that would uh, turn things around for me. Uh, yes, Your Honor. Uh, they said I don't need to go to a mechanic. Right there is the basis for fraud that I would argue. But, um, you know, it's not easy, you know. And, uh, by the way, you were an idiot. Not so much in buying the car from a dealership. I'd feel much better that you bought a car at least from a dealership versus an individual who is now going to disappear back into the into the woodwork. Uh, but, right. yeah, yeah, that's it. So you try. You try. Uh, I'd okay. go to small claims court. You don't have much to lose. And uh, you go for it. Uh, all right. Uh, a quick word about VPN. Uh, there was a VPN virtual private network that was recently breached. H- hackers actually compromise the very thing that Wi-Fi users relied on to keep them private online, that VPN. Now, there is a VPN you can choose. It comes from, number one, a trusted leader in consumer cybersecurity, Norton Secure VPN. This uses bank-grade encryption to help you block these hackers from stealing the information you're sending and receiving over Wi-Fi. It's part of multiple layers of protection you get with Norton 360. It includes the Norton Security VPN, uh, device security, password manager, and a lot more. So uh, don't risk compromising your online privacy with the wrong virtual private network. Uh, Norton VPN, that is protection, the Norton 360 program. Now, no one can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360, powerful ally, real protection for your cyber safety. Save up to 50% off your first year. Go to Norton.com slash handle, Norton.com slash handle. This is Handle on the Law. Good morning, everybody. Handle here. And it's a uh, Saturday morning. 800-520-1534. That's the number to call. Top of the hour. Always best time to call. I've said that a few times over the years, haven't I? Coming up at 11 o'clock, Leo Laporte from uh, 11 to 2. Neil Saavedra back in studio. Yes, uh, last week I think he was at uh, Thanks Grilling out in uh, Laverne at Outdoor Elegance. And uh, then we've got, that's uh, 2 to 5, uh, Mo Kelly tonight, 6 to 8, and then Brian Suits, 8 to 10. 800-520-1534. This is Handle on the Law, Marginal Legal... Whoa, am I really coughing that up? <clears throat> I have a very spicy potato chip that I ate a few minutes ago, and it's caught in my throat. And it's spicy as hell, actually. Way too much. Where was I? Oh, this is Handle on the Law, marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. And you don't want any of these potato chips, trust me. All right. Uh, Let's start with uh, Assembly Bill 5 that was signed into law by the governor of California. And this has to do with classifying uh, workers as independent contractors instead of employees. And this has to do with the gig economy, particularly the ride share uh, companies, the delivery companies, DoorDash, et cetera. And uh, it's, this may just change everything. And now it's just starting with the unanswered questions. I mean, some really interesting legal issues are coming out of this. For example, uh, Uber, which is really being nailed on this. Uh, is saying, that's fine. 
you can do all you want by labeling labeling employees, uh, contractors, or the other way around. We don't care. We don't hire anybody. What we are is a platform where people get together. It's basically a dating service, if you will. It's not us. We're not hiring. The customer is hiring. When the customer calls a an Uber driver to take him or her wherever. So there are going to be a lot of lawsuits filed. And what makes uh, this decision so interesting, and by the way, all it does is codify a decision in 2018 by the California Supreme Court called Dynamex, which imposed a stricter test on employees trying to call their workers independent contractors or maybe independent contractors right now. And the employees want to keep them as independent contractors. And it really has to do with uh, the control, the hours, et cetera, that a putative employee has. For example, let's say you have a business and you control the hours. Here's where Uber said, not us. Uh, You provide the tools of the trade. Mm, Okay, not us. Uh, You provide and force where the employment takes place. Well, yeah, that is us. Uh, Because uh, not so much Uber, but let's say you work at a company and you're a 1099. You go, no, no, no. I work at their place of business. They're providing the computers and the telephones. Uh, I work their hours, and they're calling me a 1099 employee. Uh Uh-uh. No, thank you. And so... That's what it does. AB5 expands the standard to areas, uh, and we're talking about the California Labor Code, workers' comp, unemployment insurance. This is a very big deal. The other thing that makes it such a big deal, because, of course, California is California, when it comes to social issues like that, the rest of the country really pays attention. I mean, California is the fifth largest economy on the planet. If California was a country... It's number five in terms of the size of its economy. So the rest of the states truly look at California for sure. All right, we'll see what happens with that one. Boy, that's just, this is just the start of the fight. All right, phone calls. uh, Let's do it. Todd, we'll start with you. Hello, Todd, there you are. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I, I'm looking for an, your opinion or some advice. I'm a sort of high-income earner, a well-respected individual at a national health care company. Okay, can I ask how high? Uh, over 250 yep, plus benefits. That, yep, that's high. Not a problem with okay. the, defining that one. All right, <laughs> so what's happening? So I filed sort of an unofficial complaint about a coworker with HR. HR did their interviewing with other senior managers and basically came back saying, yep, you know, you're right. Uh, We'll have a talk with this individual. Um, It's been years um, that this has persisted. I have a paper trail, but but the sort of harassment and behavior still continue, and I don't know what to do. Okay. I like the job. I like the people. Yeah. The company is amazing. But okay. what do I do? Yeah, that's the problem. And I'll tell you why. You have, as you describe it, a hostile work environment that they're allowing a worker uh, to harass you. Now, this is a subordinate worker or someone on your level or above? Um, equal or above. Got it. So uh, now we're talking about uh, the company allowing this to happen. And then the question is brutal. Who's more important, you or that person? Uh, and 
I don't know if the company understands that there is a hostile work environment situation going on here. I'm sorry HR does. I mean, if you're talking about a major corporation and they have HR people, of course, they understand the rules. Uh, so the fact that you like the company and you like your coworkers, that's part of the formula, too. And why is this, Todd? Because uh, you file a lawsuit against the company for uh, – hostile workplace environment you think they're going to turn around and go well todd thank you for that we really enjoy this lawsuit so they're going to make your life miserable so you have to sit down and go how valuable is your job is there any other way you can undo the harassment by not caring uh or uh, well let's talk about this what what is the harassment what exactly is being done to you it, well, it's impacting me personally now, right? Because it affects your job years yeah, after what is, years. But I it, it goes from I don't like the way you dress, and I dress very well, all all the way to being dismissive in emails, uh, interrupting in meetings, me uh, calling me down okay. in front of coworkers. All right, stuff. let me ask. Let me ask you this: uh, interrupting meetings, you can't with other people, right? That are there in the Correct. room. Uh, and sure. what? You can't just say, excuse me, we're in a meeting. And what does that person do? Keep on interrupting? Absolutely. Wow. And the rest of them and everybody else is saying, yeah, he's doing it. And the company's uh, accepting that. Yeah. Everyone's got their number. Uh, this person's number. That's what HR said. Yes. And it's time to go back to HR and say, are you really going to keep up with this? Are you going to let okay. him continue interrupting meetings? Are you going to let him continue doing this? Then it's obvious, uh, obvious that, um, it's um, you are uh, saying this person is more important than any one of us here. At least just let me know that you've made the decision saying you are you simply say this is the most important person in the company. And if that's the case, OK, I accept it. Then you now if it's really impacting you and making your life miserable, then you've got a real big issue. By the way, can you just lock the door on a meeting Pardon? Can you just lock the door uh, when you're having a meeting? They're all virtual meetings now. As uh, I said, we're a national and he inter- And you can't stop? You can't uh, let that person, uh, you can't block that person? They will over-talk you and, and just, they'll just keep it up. Okay, I mean, if, if, H- okay. if yeah. HR knows about this, uh, then you've got a real problem. Then you have a company that thinks that he, he is far more important than you are or anybody else. And now so it's, I could vote with my feet, basically. Yep. yep. Or uh, file a well, – here's a fun one. You file a lawsuit for workplace harassment for a hostile work environment, and you stay there. And God help the company if they try to fire you as a, retali- a retaliatory firing. Now you go to war. And hmm. then – Who do the, I go to for that? Uh, any attorney, any uh, labor law attorney. So you want to okay. talk uh, – yeah, you want to go to the website and just uh, have a conversation with a law- uh, labor law attorney. Then, is it labor law or employment attorney? It has, they're, they're both the different? same. They're both the same. Okay, very good. Yeah, it's right. both the same. And then is the company willing to go to court, fight you? Is that person that important to the company where the company is willing to accept all of the crap plus accept a lawsuit and lose based on what you say? Uh, it, by the way, is that person that important where it's just not worth the fight? There's a rumor, urban myth, that this person knows someone in HR. Well, that doesn't matter. I mean, you still have uh, you still have people over the HR folks, and if senior, yep. is it, it's a question of senior management too. Are they aware of it or just HR? 
Um, no senior management is aware. Time to do that. Okay. I think it's time right. to move the whole thing up to senior management. Wow. Okay. Okay. And does it matter if it's a private company versus a no. public health? No, okay. no, it doesn't matter whatsoever. Okay. All right. Yeah, I didn't know where to go from this. Yeah, point, that's so it. Thank it's, you. It's I employment it. lawyer. No, not a problem. I mean, what a position that he puts that he's put in, you know. Because quite often, here's what I tell people. <clears throat> Whenever there is a legitimate question of a hostile work environment, you're treated badly by a supervisor, or it's just not working, first question, how important is this job to you? That's it. That's where it starts. And, well, I really like the job, and I want to stay. You're screwed. You've got some big, big issues. See, I'm in a very, very comfortable position. I hate everybody. Everybody hates me all the way up. And I have a contract. So please, please. All right. This is Handle on the Law. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feels good to be running from the devil. Another breath and I'm up another level. And uh, good morning. Welcome back. Handle here on a Saturday morning. Uh, more Handle on the Law. All right, Tom. Welcome to Handle on the Law. What can I do for you? Thank you. Yeah, I have a real estate uh, sure. question for you. Uh, however, it, it is back in Alabama. My wife and her sister co-jointly own a property. Um we are interested in taking our half of the property and giving it giving it to my wife's niece and uh, nephew, which happens to be the sister's children. Uh, we've been told that we cannot divest our half without the co-owner's signature, and yeah, that that's, just doesn't seem to make sense. I'll tell you why, because you're changing ownership, and uh, the law is pretty clear, depending on the, uh, the way the title is held. And that is all of you are giving her or your niece and nephew uh, the property that you own together. Now, if it's tenants in common, you could probably do whatever the hell you want. So I don't know Alabama law, but it depends on the way title is held. For example, if title is held in joint tenancy uh, and you want and and you as a joint tenant want to give your half of the joint tenancy to whoever or a charity or someone in your family. All of you right. who own the property have to transfer it. So you have to look at title and uh, talk to a lawyer in Alabama because my answer to you, how is title held? And that is critical. And on top of that, I don't know Alabama law. And on top of that, I'm sure there's a, a local lawyer in Squirrel Hollow over there someplace uh, that does. Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I bought a car for my son, $2,000. Um, it was a good deal. That's why we got it, or we thought that it was. So we gave the lady a down payment because she didn't have the title. So we gave her 1400 up front, and then I said, you know, once you get the title, you know, I'll give you the rest. But we took the car in possession. 
so my question is, he's having difficulty getting the title. I guess it's a 2007 Bob Bryan knew from her. Uh, at some point, 10 years ago, she claimed bankruptcy. And now she's realizing that she can't get the title of the car. Yeah, well, she has to refund you the money, obviously, because uh, when you purchase a car, you have to give someone title. My question is, how the hell do you buy a car when the owner, the seller, says, I don't have title, but I'll get it? Right. How many, how, many, how many levels of idiocy do you think that is? I can think of the first three you've already gone through. All right, settle down, settle down. Settle down. Yeah, so so what you have to do, all you can do is sue her. Nothing more, nothing less. You sue her in small claims court because uh, she failed uh, to uh, have you own the vehicle, and she sold it to you as if you're going to own it. So that's uh, pretty close to a breach. No question about that. Cynthia, hi, Cynthia. Welcome to Handle on the Law. All right, let's do that one again. Cynthia, are you there? I guess not. Jean. Hello, Jean. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Hi. I have another uh, real estate uh, question. A family estate of over 120 acres in our family in Arkansas since the 1800s. There is well over 100 heirs to the estate with undivided interest ownership. One relative in Arkansas who is not the deed holder sold the property without the consent or notification of sale to the other heirs or the deed holder who's 94 years old. Um, so I only found just, out just to about let you this know, after by the way, the taxes. Just, just to let you know, uh, that sale is not valid. Exactly. And yeah. I need to know what kind of attorney to get. I don't know. We need I to tell, get our acreage back. Wait a minute. How would you get your acreage back? Did the county record it? Did they record yes. the transfer yes, from have... 120 people to one? <laughs> there was no transfer. He managed to get five relatives to uh, sell their interest ownership. And the interest ownership is like one five hundred. I understand. So, all right. Okay. So he now has one five hundredth uh, of the property that he owes. Uh, and that's, and by the way, with all those other owners, uh, title didn't transfer. When you said he doesn't have title, he just paid someone some uh, money for the joys. He sold it to a timber company. He uh, well, sold the land to a pulpwood company. Okay, so then the whole you, sale is illegal. Oh, that's correct. The entire sale is illegal. And I'm surprised that the timber company didn't do title search, didn't go through it, because that's very, very rare for a company not to even right. bother checking. All right. So as of yeah, right now, I don't now, believe they made a diligent attempt right, to locate fine. the heirs. Of course not. So uh, a lawyer somewhere in uh, you said Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas. I knew it was one of those states out there uh, <laughs> in Arkansas. You have to hire a lawyer in Arkansas just to let the timber company know, hey, you can't. Uh, there's no way you can harvest timber. You don't own the land. This was an illegal. And I found out that this happened. It occurred last year, and I didn't find out until I paid the taxes last okay. month, and right. my payment was sent back to me. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Uh, the only thing that matters was there timber harvested off that land. There's timber and oil mineral rights on that. Okay, it's time. It's time. It's, time, it's a. T- it's time for a lawyer in Arkansas. You've got to get one instantly. Yes. Because this is you want a land. Yes. You want a land use lawyer, uh, a specialist. Now. Uh, where do you go? Here's what I suggest. Okay, if I have a, if I have a, a, a legal issue to go, uh, and it's out there in Forfin Land, you know, Squirrel Hollow, in mm-hmm. uh, you know wherever the hell it was, as I said, 
Uh, go, go to the website. Go to handleonthelaw.com, and I'll tell you why. We don't have lawyers, but the all these lawyers, we have north of 100 of them, no lawyers, and they can do the research and will and refer you out, okay? And and the cousin that did the sale, the attorney he used was also a family member. Oh, yeah, well, you got fraud all over the place yeah. and probably uh, going to go after the license because that looks like yes. uh, the attorney was part of the fraud. All right. Uh, let me tell you about something called jackpotting. This is where criminals use malware, even hardware, to get ATMs to dispense cash, as in your cash. Now, mainly it was overseas enterprise, but it's moved full blast into the U.S. You have to understand how cybercrime is affecting our lives. Uh, identity theft every two seconds. Serious issue. Matter of fact, it's really all about identity theft. And so how do you protect yourself? Well, let me tell you what I do. LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, uh, threats, far more than just monitoring your credit. And so I'm a big fan. I'm going to suggest you call them. And what LifeLock does, if they detect your information being used at all, they alert you, and then you deal with it very early on. That's when you want to catch it. Now, no one can prevent all ID theft or monitor every transaction at every business. But LifeLock, this is serious protection, which is why I've been a customer for over 10 years. You'll get an extra 10% off your first year by using promo code HANDLE. Call 800-LIFELOCK, promo code HANDLE, or go, or go to LifeLock.com, promo code HANDLE. This is HANDLE on the Law. And good morning, Handle here. It is a uh, Saturday morning. More Handle on the law, marginal legal advice. Uh, hey, John, welcome to the show. Yeah, I was just awarded a settlement of $10,000, and I'm going to put some of it towards my uh, student loans, and the rest of it, I'm just curious on your take about either putting it into a certified deposit or into the stock market? Oh, it's a good question. So let me give you the name of my accountant because I don't give financial advice out there. Uh, when I have that question, I mean, good question, but you're just the wrong guy to ask. And by the way... Okay, uh, so the, the, uh, then a separate question. Is that money... Um, you have to pay taxes. No, on well, it. it depends on what the settlement was uh, for. What, what did what what did it, you get the settlement personal for? Personal injury? No, it's not taxable. It's not considered income. Okay. Uh, it's uh, considered uh, compensation for pain and suffering. Jenny, hi, Jenny. Yeah, hi, Bill. Yes, ma'am. Okay, a man just a man just died in California. He owns a condo worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars with a mortgage of a hundred thousand dollars. He only has a will. So can his heirs rent out the condo to help pay for the mortgage and the property taxes until the probate is over? Well, uh, theoretically, you know, they would have to ask the court if they could do that. The beneficiaries of uh, the uh, of the estate would theoretically have to go in and ask the court uh, for permission. But uh, I mean, are they going to stop you? No. And if they uh, who's going to argue, who's going to contest it? Uh, who's going to say what? Uh, as a matter of fact, you don't even have to bring uh, the probate, uh, the judge. You don't have to bring him that information. Uh, and as a matter of fact, the judge just asked, oh, yeah, Your Honor, we're renting it out simply to pay the mortgage. 
So it's not a question Correct. of anybody is benefiting uh, benefiting from it. So uh, you're fine. Correct. That that shouldn't be a problem. You're you're hunky okay. hunky dory, as they say. That's a legal term. You know that hunky dory is that spelled? Now here is the question: Is that D O R R Y? Is that D O R E Y? Or is that D O R R I E? Let's take some phone calls. No, let's not. Kathy, hello, Kathy. Welcome to the show. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Bill. I live in Los Angeles County in a uh, senior complex. Some people are subsidized. Most of us are not. Okay. How old are you that you live in a senior? How senior are you? I'm quite senior. I'm 69. That's quite senior? Oh, come on, lady. Quite senior (laughs) at 69? You only have to be 55 to live here. Yeah, so well, I'm, I'm in, yeah. let me here. tell you something. I'm in my mid-60s, yeah. all right? And if I want to hear that mm-hmm. you're 69 and a senior, we're both in trouble. All right, you're lucky I don't hang up on you. Okay. Well, so, I'm calling myself a senior because I'm just clarifying that I live in a senior complex. So why don't you That's say you're 50? Okay, I, why don't you just say you're 56? That makes okay, me feel I'm, better. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm 42. I'm living here illegally. So here's the thing. You sound a lot older in, than that. Go ahead. <laughs> I am. I told you, I'm almost seventy. Yeah. Um, when everyone, when you first move in for the first year, you're put on a lease. After that, you're automatically put month to month, whether you want to be or not. Within the past three or four months, three tenants, two of whom are long, were long-term tenants, were given thirty or sixty-day notices to vacate the premises. And when they asked why. They were told by the property manager, we do not have to, in the state of California, supply you with any kind of reason. And is this, and we're all walking in on eggshells at this point because all of us are month to month. Is it, in, is it a fact that tenants can be told to vacate whether they have any reason or not? Yeah. Not one person yep. has been given a reason. If it's not a rent-controlled area, they absolutely, yeah. the owner of the property, through the property manager, because yeah. the property manager in fact, uh, represents the owner, uh, sure, they can throw you out. Now, there's some statutory provisions. I think they have to give you 60 days, and under certain circumstances, there's relocation money they have to give you, and you can uh, look that up uh, online. But uh, is there a single owner of the entire community? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And and the the last person who was just given notice, he... um, I'm not sure if it was drugs or alcohol, but he's clearly not all there. And well, they can give notice he, for that too. They can give notice for that too, unless he's protected under the ADA. Uh, if someone's protected under American with Disability Act, then that can stop it cold. Yeah. But I don't know if that's going to, in the end, do anything. Yeah. And uh, now, yeah. are, let me ask something: Are you paying way under market? No. Okay. Not well, then, why, then why would they throw you out? They have no reason. I, I'm just thinking that, well, because the two people, two out of three, who've been here for more than 10 years, from the financial status, they may just want to get the people out. Maybe, but and what? And upgrade the apartment to right. charge a whole lot more money. Okay, yeah, perfectly legal. Matter so of I fact, think, I, even in rent-controlled areas, you can throw someone out for remodeling, wow. depending on which rent control. Sometimes it's just for L.A., for example, L.A. City, very restrictive. You can only toss someone out to remodel uh, and it's a certain level of remodeling, and then I think there's some limitations mm-hmm. of rent, or a family member is going to move in, or whatever. But yeah. if it's not rent control, you're completely out of luck. 
So call me from the dumpster next time uh, we talk, all right? And we'll continue this uh, conversation. Uh, Richard. Hi, Richard. Hey, Bill. Yes, sir. Real estate question. Uh, I own a house with my ex-girlfriend, and I'm on title, but um, I'm not on the loan, and she wants to refi to buy me out. Does when she does the refi, does she need my signature to oh, get that refi? Yes, she does. Oh, okay. yes. There's no way that a mortgage company is going to refi that loan without everybody on title uh, going ahead and uh, deeding it over. So probably what she wants to do is refi, let you out so she can own the property. Do I have that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can stop it. How much do you like her? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, she's all right. All right. So you, all right. So, okay, but, but, but a quick question too. If she can't come up with that loan to buy me out, can I get a lawyer and do a for sale? So she, we have to sell the house so mm-hmm. she can yeah. pay me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You can force a sale of the house as an owner of the house. Now you going to do that. Uh, worst comes to worst, but oh, you know uh, I'm a nice guy. Oh, all right, good for you. Good for you. I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't go for it, but and that's me. All right, uh, let's take a break, and uh, we will come back. Uh, plenty more to go this hour. Uh, this is handle on the law. It is a uh, Saturday morning right until Leo Laporte shows up at 11 o'clock. Back we go. More handle on the law. Marginal legal advice where I tell you you have absolutely no case. All right, Robert. Welcome to handle on the law. Yes, sir. Hello. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Good morning. I entered in a few months ago uh, to a business contract with a a business that uh, is located uh, and the members of the business live in the state of Florida. I am here in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, I need to collect payment from them that they breached uh, in the contract and did not pay me. My question for you is, do I file a small claims case uh, in Florida or can I do that here in Los Angeles? You can't do it out of state. Uh, So you have to do it in Florida. And does the company do any business whatsoever in California? They do sell products to clients in California. Yes. Is it, but is that via the Internet or is it through a physical location? Correct. All online. Okay. Then you have to sue in uh, – you've got to sue in Florida. Uh, you have no choice. And here's the problem. So they owe you $5,000. So you go ahead and you file a lawsuit and they'll have a court date. You get to fly out there, uh, stay the night, hotel, et cetera, and – uh, then uh, you go to court. Now, uh, the uh, defendant, for example, decides that uh, there is a problem, uh, calls the court and says, uh, you know what, I can't show up. I've got a doctor's appointment, whatever. They move the date. That means uh, you get to move your date. And, of course, you bought a ticket that's non-refundable. 
uh, then you get to go out again. Then if the rules of Florida are the same as they are here, the defendant gets an appeal and a trial de novo where you get to do it again. And so the problem is how much are you willing to spend to to collect the $5,000? What I would do is call the court in Florida. You're not asking for legal advice. You're simply asking for, uh, you're asking the question is, are part of your damages the cost of, going to florida and staying at a hotel if the answer is yes uh, it may be worth it to you it's still going to cost you uh, a couple of days and you're on an airplane for five and a half hours each way and you get to stay in a hotel and hopefully you have a hotel that uh, the cable has porno films on it that you can buy for 14 dollars each just to keep yourself busy but other than that is that worth five grand that's a tough question that's what you have to decide uh, and legally, and the chance of possibly uh, losing uh, the case. Cynthia. Hi, Cynthia. Oh, good morning. How are you? Yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? Um, I, three years ago, I inherited a vast estate. When I went to the probate attorney, um, he threw powder in my eyes and forced me to sign documents while oh, I was completely blind. Fabulous. Um, apparently, he's taken my power of attorney... I went to sign a limited power of attorney to transfer the deed of the house because the trust becoming active as a vehicle was contingent upon the deed of the house transferring into my name. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, since then, all the monies have disappeared from the bank. Mm. And my mother, who was 91 and paralyzed with severe brain damage, had been... um, coerced into signing a $69,000 mortgage, and I had forgot to take, forgotten to take her off the house in 2010 when she had the severe brain damage. Yeah, how, does she, how, does she sign a docu- how does she sign a document being completely paralyzed? Just a question. Well, the Mormons took her down to Calcos Credit Union and got her to sign as a joint tenant on my house. Yeah, how does she do that when she's I paralyzed? How does she do that when she's completely paralyzed? You know, I don't know, and Neither that's do why I. I forgot to take her that's off. A gra- that that's a great question. By the way, I first of all... I can't get a lawyer to save my life. What a okay? shocker. Uh, Wait first, a minute. Oh, there's more. Uh, there's more. Uh, apparently, they colluded with my brother, who's uh, written out of the, on the first page of the trust. He received his in cash, and everything else is from my mother's family, and he has absolutely... They hate him, and they wrote him out. How right? much do they give him in cash? Um, I think she gave him 250000 250000 exactly. How did she get she and this, Wait a second. And that's your, that is your paralyzed mother who gave him $250,000, right? Yeah, yeah. Only it was before the car accident. The car accident okay. was... That left her, pa- left her per- paralyzed. For okay, well, first of all, I want to thank you for this phone call. You made my hour. That's for starters. Second, I would like to ask you when you said... Uh, you inherited a vast estate. What does that mean? Five pages of holdings front and back in How much? the United States and right. abroad. How much is that worth? Um, if you had... and a vast art collection okay. from my grandmother. All right, uh, give me a, give me a dollar figure. My... Give me a dollar figure. I can't even give you one because I've never added it up. The painting that the Gettys was selling when I was attacked by an attack dog, and the whole thing was on video, and... It was called attempted murder, and that was September fifth. The painting was called it, attempted it's murder. Called the Madonna. 
Oh, it's called the Madonna. At $100 million. $100 million. They also own a Cezanne and a Monet at the Gettys. I own another painting at the Rice Museum. Wow. I've actually seen that painting. I visited my paintings at the Gettys in 2000 when my mother had my stroke. My, My aunt came from Vienna, put the ring on my finger, gave me the succession, took my mom to the Gettys, and made sure they understood not to give it to my brother. Got it. Okay, so let me answer. It is the Thornton let, scam. Okay, you know I get it. No, I understand. So let me ask you. Let me ask. Got it. Hold on a minute. You're asking me a question, and we don't have time to keep on going and going and going. I understand that the estate is in the hundreds of millions of dollars, if not a billion dollars, based on the way you are describing the estate, and uh, and I understand that. So let's call the estate five hundred million dollars. Okay. Uh, which I think is fair to do. And I think it is totally appropriate for you to call a radio lawyer for advice on half a billion dollars. Uh, By the way, really quickly, are you on your medication right now? Yes or no? Real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't expect you to be rude to me, sir. That's not rude. That's a fact. I don't take medication. Oh, you don't, do you understand? I don't drink. I don't take drugs. No. I don't take medication. Got it. All right. So the only thing that's left is you are a fruitcake without any uh, any foreign no, substances going in. No, I can't a lawyer. Uh-huh. You can't, of course you can't, can't fire a lawyer. You're lawyer. nuts. You're out of your mind. Of course you can't find a lawyer. Ah. Oh. That is a promo. Okay? That is a promo that... See, you get a bunch of phone calls, and you know, and they're legitimate. Bill, I have a neighbor problem. Bill, I have a probate problem. Uh, Bill, a, a hostile workplace environment, uh, problems with contract, with lawsuits, medical malpractice. You know, and I've gotten a lot of those over the years. And frankly, I mean, I don't mind doing that, uh, but they tend to be a little boring. And then what I do is... When I've been a very good boy all week, I've given to charity. Uh, I have opened doors for uh, for ladies, which very rarely happens. I've been polite to people. And God smiles down upon me and goes, Bill, here is your phone call. This is Handle on the Law. Bill Handel here. It is a uh, Saturday morning. I'm here right up until 11 o'clock, so one more hour to go. Uh, we have a couple of lines open. Top of the hour, 800-520-1534. And by the way, just to let you know, uh, once we finish the show at 10 o'clock, I continue to take phone calls off the air. So if you happen to be, if you want to call in at, at 10 o'clock off the air and you don't want your... Uh, question to air huh it's very funny uh then uh, feel free to um call me then and the phone number is 800-520-1534 this is handle on the law marginal legal advice where i tell you you have absolutely no case all right interesting lawsuit uh that has uh been filed 
And uh, this one is uh, was actually filed by a Canadian attorney. And uh, these kinds of cases either come out of California or Florida, like 95% of the time. Uh, but uh, for some reason, it's Canada. All right. So it has to do with uh, ruining children's lives and addiction. And you go, okay, addiction, ruining people's lives. First thing comes to mind, the opiate crisis, right? The major companies that do it, Pardue, for example, uh, probably the biggest one, or Purdue. And uh, this is not the case. What is being, the company being sued is called Epic Games. And what Epic Games produces is a video game called Fortnite. And if you know anything, and I have kids who play it, if you have uh, kids that are involved, and maybe you are because uh, gamers now go through all the ages, if uh, you know what Fortnite is, it's a video game. If you're involved, of course, you know Fortnite. is one of the uh, sensations around the world of Fortnite. It was released in 2017. And uh, there have been a whole line of viral videos and dances and merchandise. Lawsuit has been filed by parents who claim that Fortnite, the game, ruins their kids' lives. And the parents are citing one study that finds the game causes the brain to release dopamine, which has a drug-like effect, and they are suing and saying that the game is as addictive as cocaine. Hmm. The fun part of this actually goes, and it's not dismissed outright, uh, is the experts that are going to testify and say how uh, absolutely debilitating uh, this game is for anybody who plays it. All right, uh, let's go ahead and uh, take some uh, phone calls. Uh, Yeah, there's Gail. Hello, Gail. Hi, Bill. Yes, ma'am. I had a question about um, when I can record a quick claim deed. Um, my only heir is my nephew, and I wanted to have to have a quick claim with both of our names as joint tenants. But since I'm young, still young at only 69, I didn't know if I could ha- just execute the document and then wait until after I'm dead for him to mm-hmm. record it. He can do that. So it can be done that way? Sure. Okay. It doesn't matter. A quick claim deed can be filed at any time. Uh, the recording is simply a memorialization that it has been done statutorily because uh, this is when it, when, when it comes to property law, a couple things are very interesting. First of all, property law is the oldest law that exists in common law. I mean, the first thing that came out of common law is uh, the ownership of property. That's all anybody cared about. And then after that, it came to uh, uh, that it came to. Uh, personal injury and all of that. And criminal law wasn't usually uh, applied to statutorily. It's just the king just did his thing and you hanged you for anything, stealing a loaf of bread. <laughs> so uh, two things. The first, uh, the first statute, the statutory law that came out of common law is common law is uh, property rights. And it's the only law that everything has to be put into writing. Yeah, I know that. And so... Uh, the recording is not necessarily what makes it legal. It's what's recognized. Uh, it's an issue of who records first. For example, if you were to record, uh, let's say you issue two uh, deeds. You're going to give them to uh, because you're nuts. Well, whoever records it first is the owner of the property. Okay. All right. So the quick answer to your question is yes. 
your nephew can record it after you die. Okay. All right. Because, so, I mean, I already have him on my bank accounts and yeah, he's beneficiary to everything. So I just to make things easier for him when I'm gone, I just wanted to have everything why do you want to, wait, easy wait, wait, to why, handle. But hang on a minute. Why do, you, why do you want to make it so easy? You're dead at that point. Do you really care? Yeah, I do. Okay. He's my only nephew and I love him. Oh, well, there you are. Okay. I don't understand that at all. Not even a little bit. Joseph. Hello, Joseph. Welcome. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The handle on the law. Hello, um, I was involved in a car accident about a couple of months ago in Hollywood. And uh, the guy ran a red light and totaled my car. Uh, he accepted that liability, but the, uh, the insurance company, they're denying it. They say because the car is registered in Sacramento and the insurance, I mean, the whole uh, thing is in Sacramento, but they live in the Hollywood. That doesn't matter if the car, uh, they said, do they own the way that, do they own the car? Yeah, they own the car. And just because it's registered in another county, they're saying that because it is not registered in the county that the accident took place, we're going to deny the claim? Yes. I never heard of that in my life, Joseph. That does So for example, I buy a car and which I own and register it in LA County and if two blocks away Orange County starts then the insurance company is not going to pay because it's in a county where I didn't register the car. Come on, Joseph. Does that make any sense? Oh, uh, that's Alliance United. That's the insurance company. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Joseph makes no sense whatsoever. I don't even know how to answer that. It's uh, it's so ridiculous uh, for an insurance company to say that. So there has to be totally something new or different with that story for sure. Hello, Raven. Yeah, Raven, you know, turn on, see what's happening. She's listening to the phone, and uh, I'm going to put you on hold, Raven, because uh, our screener says the first thing is turn off your radio because we have a delay. Kathy, hello, Kathy, welcome. Hi, Kathy. Yeah, there we go. All right, what can I do for you, Kathy? Okay, I have a question. It has to do with my son and a lease he signed with three roommates. He um, is interested in terminating this lease because his roommates keep blocking his car from coming and exiting and entering the parking spaces. He's tried to work that out with them, and they're, they've become hostile. They've told him he should get a lift or get an Uber. Two different times his car was blocked inside the garage and the person, one of the roommates, left their car outside the garage without their keys there. He had no way to get out. So he had to cancel one of the appointments that he had. The second time it happened, he had to borrow, he asked to borrow another roommate's car so he could get to that appointment. He's had other eight other times that they've blocked the open space that's in the garage 
Um, so he does community theater right. at night. So yeah, he's so not. How gonna, does he? Yeah, I get the problem. Um, first of all, he's not going to be able to cancel his lease because this is not the uh, landlord's issue. It's nothing the landlord did. But if someone, it's illegal to block a driveway. Has he ever just tried calling the police and have the car uh, towed? Well, he told them that he would have to do that if that happens anymore, that he just cannot have this continue to happen. And they became very hostile, screaming and yelling so at what is him. He gonna, so, now, so what is he going to do? He's going to just take it? Or is he going to just forget about terminating the lease? Let him walk out the door. And so here are their, here are their choices. Uh, if uh, they don't pay... For example, let's say they're not going to pay his share uh, because he just walks mm-hmm. out the door. Well, mm-hmm. the landlord's going to ask all of you to pay the rent or throw you out, right. evict for non-payment of rent. And okay. at some point, he simply goes ahead and calls the police. This is tough. I don't. What is it that? How many roommates does he have? Three of them. He has three, and all of them have piled up against him and are willing to block the driveway, so he isn't well, able. They're to... not willing. It's it's not that they're willing to block it. They just absentmindedly they they come in. They want to park in their spot, and they they park there, not paying attention that no one's in the garage, the closed garage. There's like a double garage with two spaces outside. So I don't think it was an intentional thing. Well, but how many times? A... How many times is it not intentional? Exactly. Uh, so if it so, happens 10 times, that's a problem. Yeah, something's going on. Uh, so the choice is he walks, and he's still liable for the payment. And if they don't make up the payment, then they're going to get evicted if the payment is not rent uh, is not paid. Or they pay it and then sue him in small claims court. And his defense is, you won't let me out the door. I can't right. even drive. Now, they may call him a liar and say that none of that is true. So then it becomes... Three to one, except he has to take lots of pictures. Then he goes. Well, and... he's, he's documented okay. all these. Instances. Then those are the choices. Then those are the choices, Kathy. Calls the but, police. But there's, to... a... there's what? I'm sorry to interrupt. There's a habitability checklist. He looked online. And that's, not a habit- that... that's not a habitability issue. Well, down in the bottom uh, says uh, blocking entry and exit. I understand, vehicles. but that's you getting thrown out. And so, I mean, you can argue the termination. Uh, well, okay, let me do this. Let me go on. And he's, you're, what you want to do is then force the landlord to evict the three tenants. But that means that if he wants to stay there, he has to pay the entire rent and then sue them for the balance. Oh, I don't think he could do that. Well, you see what a mess this expensive. is? This is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I didn't bring it up. Uh, because uh, if uh, they if those people are evicted, doesn't mean that the rent isn't. Oh, it's just it's a mess. He's got a god awful mess. So he just leaves, or he calls the police and have him towed away. And if he's got three people that hate him and are willing to make his life miserable, uh, I you know it's it's a tough way to go. I mean, it is. Right. What did he do that right. they the three of them hate him? I I guess. He got upset because they were parking. Well, um, do they park? Him. Do, they, do they block everybody else too? I don't know. He's even put up a key. Um, um, okay, a key so that's a, so, all right. So that's a question. I think I answered or tried to answer all of your questions, uh, and none of them are good answers because it's just that's really not a legal issue. That's a problem that you have a human issue that uh, yeah. I, I would just poison them. I would offer them dinner, and here you go. This is Handle on the Law. She said I'm looking like a bad man. She said my spirit doesn't move like it did before. And uh, back we are. I don't look like me no 
Bill Handel here on a uh, Saturday morning as uh, we continue on with a handle on the law. Marginal legal advice. Uh, hey, John, your turn. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Bill. Um, here's my question. Divorce, uh, several years, uh, get alimony. If she dies, does the alimony stop? Yes. Or what can I do? You to do two things. Okay. Yes, part? you do two things. Uh, number, the first thing you do is throw a party and have it catered and spend some money. All right? Because you're going to be saving a crap you are load crazy. of money. Oh, no, I'm not. That's exactly no, no, what no, you Bill, do. Bill, I get the alimony. That's right. You paid the alimony. No, no, no. I receive alimony. Oh, so if she dies, oh, I see. Oh. No, then what you do is you throw a party and pretend it's a funeral. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, and you're not going to have enough money to do anything other than um, sort of bad Coca-Cola, right? Generic Coke, Shasta Coca-Cola, chips and dip. That's it. Yeah, you're screwed. Oh, God, I, I was so happy for him for a moment. And then what happens, huh? All right, Raven, we'll try you again. Hello, Raven. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Bill. Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes. Um, I uh, received a um, notice of lien sale from public storage, and um, they um, say, uh, and I want to do the opposition to the lien sale, but on it it says that um, that the opposition is not any good if you don't have a permanent address. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, what was your opposition? Why uh, are you opposing the lien sale? Um, uh, well, I've been there. But this is a long story. I've been there for ten years and locked out through the whole thing. But now there's they apparently raised the rent and um, didn't didn't inform me. Well, this what is, you, is there a is there a last known address? Uh, yeah, well, I have a post office box. All right, and they didn't write to the post office box. They didn't... Uh... Oh, they did. No, no, they did. It's just that now, now, and they've sent the notice of lien sale, but I want to do the opposition to the lien sale that they send with it. Now, the opposition states... That it's not any good if you if you don't have oh a that's your oh address. okay that's your opposition saying since I don't have a formal address right. ah it doesn't work that way oh no no you're still responsible that is not a defense all no, they have no, to no do- no 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 okay no no the rent the rent is paid the rent is paid uh the the rent is paid but they're not. Honoring it. Um, what do you mean? They're not honoring the, the rent? Do they accept the rent? Um, no, they accepted the rent. Then they can't. Um, or then what are they not honoring? That they accepted the rent? I don't quite understand what's going on. So okay. they still want to lean on uh, rent that's paid, that they accepted it, and uh, you're arguing I don't have a home address. Okay. What difference does it make if you have an address or not if they're, can, if they're being can paid? Can we discuss the, the declaration? No, no, uh, we really can't. We can't discuss crap. Oh, good God. I love it. All right, Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Yes, yes ma'am. Hi. Um, my son was working for a fast food place and about five, six years ago. Um, we found his check in the drawer that he never cashed. Uh, 
he went to cash it, and of course the bank won't honor it. So he called up the fast food place, and they said that it's been too many years, and they don't have to do anything about it. Is that true? Yes. Really? Yes, oh, okay. it's absolutely true because even the statute of limitations is gone. He can't okay. even file a lawsuit now. Uh, it's okay. now. They, how much was the check for? like $100. All right. And I just thought that... No, it, and I understand. And, and my next question is, uh, what's the fast food establishment? Um, KFC. All right. What You know what? I, it's one of those things where, you know, someone can authorize that. And you what you, what you want to do is go through, like, the public relations people and go, you're really going to do that. Uh, you have a kid and say, you're really going to screw me out of $100. I didn't cash the check, but I did the work. And please, come on. It's not a legal issue. Legally, he has nothing to go on. They're absolutely right. Now, is it, do you do the right thing or not with a kid who earned $100? Yeah, do you screw him out of that? And uh, maybe they do. Maybe they pay him in chicken. I don't know. I would take it. I happen to uh, like, I happen to like their chicken. I would take it at all. All right. Uh, Jacob. Oh, you know what, Jacob? Uh, let me put, hey. no, hold on. Let me put you on hold, and uh, I'll come back to you because I want to uh, tell folks here about uh, VPN, the Virtual Private Network. And uh, this is supposed to be super secure, right? You use Wi-Fi. You use a VPN system to, uh, in fact, encrypt it to protect you. Well, uh, a group of people just hacked uh, some VPN so uh, let me suggest choosing a VPN from a trusted leader in consumer cybersecurity, Norton. Norton Secure VPN. This company has been around a long time with security. They use bank-grade encryption to help block those hackers from stealing the information you send and receive over Wi-Fi, even password-protected Wi-Fi. It's part of the multiple layers of protection you get with Norton 360. It includes Norton Secure VPN, device security, password manager, and more. So don't risk compromising your online privacy with the wrong VPN. Uh, Norton Secure VPN, that's certainly the answer for me. Now, no one can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a pro- powerful ally for your cyber safety. Sign up, get 50% off your first year. Go to norton.com slash handle Norton.com slash handle. This is Handle on the Law.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. time did I lose on that? I was right. Two, seriously? Two minutes? You should have played something. I can't believe that. Oh, damn. I'm sorry, guys. That's what happens when you have to pee and heat up a sandwich and get coffee. And, you know, it all happens during the break. And, you know. Wow. All right. I'm done apologizing. Uh, back we go. Handle here. More handle on the law. We're going to do this as quickly as possible. Because I have to make up uh, for that, okay? All right, Diane, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Let's do this very, very quickly, okay? Diane, you're not helping. Hello, Diane. Yes, ma'am. Hello, okay. uh, This is regarding small claims. Yeah, faster than that. Four four defendants signed a stipulation regarding settlement for one of the defendants to pay back the money. All right, I'm just kidding you. Slow down. Four defendants signed a stipulation for, for the rent? I don't quite no, understand. For only agreeing that one defendant would pay the plaintiff the money. The one defendant did not pay the money, and so I guess considered a breach, and all parties had to appear back in court. Okay, are you? Okay, this was a, hold on. It was a stipulation uh, that whichever party didn't pay would, no. I don't quite understand, because a stipulation, the stipulation is. The stipulation for only for one defendant, agreeing for one defendant to pay the money. To okay. The, and I, okay, that's a contract, okay? Okay, it was well, not a stipulation here. Okay, was it a stipulation for entry of judgment? I don't know. It just says stipulation regarding settlement. All right, so they settled it, and I guess it was a stipulation for entry of judgment. All right? So, okay, which so means... The one, defend, the one defendant did not pay. All right. So the, all parties went back in the court, and the judge didn't hear any of the evidence. Instead, he ruled against all four defendants. Does that sound right? Uh, judge can do that. Okay, judge can it do be that. appealed, and will the new judge now, was this, all the evidence? Was this small claims? Yes. Okay, the people who lost can appeal it. Uh, yes, they're allowed to. the new to, judge will hear all the evidence. A new judge will hear all the evidence. Hopefully we'll not the same the one. Okay. Yeah, but if, that's assuming that the judge is going to hear all the evidence. You know, so you got a small claims court. That's a real issue. But, you know, usually stipulations for entry of judgment. Usually small claims court uh, judges don't really uh, hear that sort of thing. And I'm a little confused where uh, yeah. you're trying, because usually stipulation for entry of judgment is simply they enter the judgment. Yeah. And that's what the court does. Now, can that be appealed? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can appeal that. Yeah, and then the judge, if it's a small claims judge, they have to list the evidence. Uh, yeah, theoretically, but they very, very uh, rarely do. All right, uh, Becky. Hi, Becky. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Bill. Yes, I'm here. My call. Um, so I have a quick question. My husband, he has a fistula in his left arm, and he went into the hospital because he started fainting, and they said that he needed a pacemaker. So since the fistula is in the left arm, 
what they did was they put the pacemaker in the the right side of his chest and they put leads that going to the to his heart. So I found out now he has MRSA. So they went, they took him back into the hospital. They took the pacemaker out. They threw it into a box. They said the leads are what have the MRSA on there. So they, he was in the hospital for four months. Now he's back in there with MRSA again because of the fistula. I was wanting to know if I could do the hospital. Yeah, uh, maybe. But here's the problem with uh, MRSA at the hospital. There is a small risk that that happens anyway. Uh, and that's not necessarily malpractice. Uh, when he signed his consent form, you go, there's a, a it's small, but a small risk, but it does happen. And if it was the issue of MRSA and they did everything they were supposed to do and occasionally it still happens, then there's nothing there. But four months in the hospital, MRSA, it's worth talking to a malpractice attorney just to see if there's something there. Four months in the hospital. Yeah, there's some damage there. Uh, and uh, yeah, so. And he's back in there right now. So they said he's going to be in there for another two months. Yeah, that's some, that's enough. So uh, go to handleonthelaw.com and talk to a medical malpractice attorney. And the attorney will analyze it. We'll get the notes uh, from the hospital, then send it off to a doctor that the lawyer knows who specializes in looking at medical records to determine if there is uh, there's medical malpractice there, it has to be certified by uh, a doctor. They just can't file them willy nilly. And uh, you you may very yeah. well have a case. You know, go to, go to the website. Yeah, because even inside the, the the records that they have, it said that it was caused from the pacemaker. Okay, I'm not arguing that. So it's so there's maybe a third party claim. So they sue the hospital, they sue the doctor, they sue the manufacturer, the pacemaker. The hospital turns around and cross complains against uh, the manufacturer, and it, it's a very complicated case. And certainly, you need a medical malpractice attorney who uh, handles cases like this. Colleen, hi, Colleen. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hello. Colleen, there you are. Welcome to Handle on the Yes, ma'am. Thank you. My mother is 85 years old. She made a living trust for her house for my brother and myself. My brother lives with her now, pays her $300 worth of rent, and is claiming that he owns the house, has already made arrangements to move people in when she dies, and I was wondering, is there anything I can do? Yeah, well, first of all, there, there, yeah, it may be that you don't have to do anything. Uh, he can claim he owns the house all day long. Now, is uh, has she transferred the money into the trust? Has she transferred the house into the trust? Yes. Okay. And who's the trustee of the trust? Right now, we don't have a trustee. Well, it's kind of hard to have a trust without a trustee. Oh. Uh, there, when you write a trust, there has to be a trustee there to handle the trust. Hmm. So whoever wrote the trust up, name the trustee. Okay, we'll have to relook at that. Yeah, you will have to relook at that. But your brother, who is not a trustee, uh, cannot do anything uh, with that house because it's not in his name. He can't transfer people and parties in unless he is the trustee and he does it on behalf of the trust, not for his own personal gain. So look at the trust. See who the trustee is, uh, and then contact the the trustee. And then if it's uh, the brother is trying to screw him on, maybe you want to have a conversation with uh, the uh, maybe you want to have a conversation with uh, the trustee and say, uh, or the other uh, beneficiary, uh, or with mom specifically, say no, thank you. 
All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and do plenty more. This is Handle on the Law. Everybody, Handel here uh, as we finish the show on a Saturday morning before Leo Laporte comes aboard. Uh, real quickly, if you happen to be on the line, uh, stay stay put because I'm going to be answering your calls uh, after we uh, leave the air. And I'll be doing it off the air so uh, everybody here gets uh, their uh, answers, their questions answered. And uh, Wick, welcome back to Handle on the Law. All right. Jeannie. Hello, Jeannie. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I have a question. Yes, ma'am. I work for an astrology company, Mm -hmm. and we have a global website. So I work at home. I have a server that's connected to the company, and I receive calls from the company through their customer service. And through, um, or somebody can go on the website and put the call in. So I and you do and you do their chart, right? I do their chart. Okay, and you know, answer: Am I going to have a love relationship this year or whatever is is coming up? And you know, it was really fun when I started, but over the last five years, I started to suspect that my phone was being hacked and I thought, oh no, you know, it was just a coincidence, but there's been way, way too many coincidences. And so when my father was on his deathbed, I've had my phone in my pocket constantly and it was always on. And I start, I'm starting to get calls with people repeating. They don't say the real names, but they repeat the exact scenario that happened with that person. And this has been happening repeatedly. Like no one's going to call me and yeah, hang on a second, Jeannie. When you say they repeat mm-hmm. the scenario that happened with that person, I quite, don't quite understand what that means. Uh, so someone calls so I, you, someone calls you, and you don't know who it is, and it's not through the referral basis. And what do they say that uh, repeats what that person says? I don't understand that concept. So, like, they'll make up, like, they try to make it like it's their going on in their life, but, like, no one's going to call me up about, like, um, oh, you know, I'm in a hospice and I'm so worried about my car and the battery and I can't get in my car because I'm so sick. And would you help me with this? Which is what my, my dad said on his deathbed to me. And then I'm getting calls about that through my work. And so exactly. And wait, wait, wait. Li- so what your dad mm-hmm. said on his deathbed is being repeated by these callers that are coming in right. and have been in, how many have done this and for how long a period? Well, unfortunately for me, I didn't, I wasn't enlightened until just recently, but this has been a period of over three to four years. And how many and of these just, calls do you just, think you got? I have a folder an inch thick that so, I've been writing of. Okay, so real quickly, if what, what does that mean being enlightened? It, from the the first phone call, that came in that repeated what your dad said, wouldn't you have thought that's kind of weird? I did. I did think it was weird. And then I, you know, I thought maybe it's just one of those weird coincidences. And then I, several things had happened. And then I actually caught someone that um, was calling into me. And how did and you, I knew and how did, I for how, sure. Okay. How did they get, they get the information about your dad and what he said on the deathbed? 
I don't know how they're getting it. Okay. I don't I don't have a clue. Yeah, so, and so what's your question? Um, so my question is, I went to my supervisor. I told him what was happening. There was one guy that I guess he's almost like stalking me. He literally admitted to me that I had a beautiful house. So apparently he got into my computer and saw personal things. These are supposed to be people that are calling in. All right. If it's somebody in the company, I don't know. But here's the thing. I went to my my supervisor. He said, it's not possible. It can't happen through our company. That it's just, it's not possible. And I said, okay. And he got, and he didn't care. And he just documented it for legal reasons. So I have, it's intensifying now. I'm getting more and more of these calls. And so I'm thinking, you know what, there is something weird going on in this company. I need to quit. And I don't want to get into a legal situation with them. And I don't have the most sophisticated technical things. Like I know, like what you're advertising, I need to look into All right. that. What, what is your but question? I'm, what is your question? My question is, I'm thinking of quitting because I can't take this. Yeah. So what's your question? And so when I hired in, I had to sign some kind of a legal document that I did not, you know, go over it with a fine tooth comb. So when I go to quit, if they say to me, I don't even know if they're going to do this, but if they say to me that I have to sign something saying that, you know what, you have to sign this saying that you're not going to take any action against the company or in any way... What's your question? I don't want to sign anything like that's, that because I'm a, wondering a, if, if I that's quit. That's not a question. That's not a question. Your question is, uh, are you going to be forced to sign that document, correct? Right. Okay, no. The answer yeah. is they can't force you to uh, They can't force you to do that. They can't force you to take an activity. Uh, they can't. Matter of fact, do you happen to have a $5 bill uh, on you by any chance? No. Okay. Well, who's on the $5 bill? Let's just go in that direction. Lincoln? That's correct. You know what he did in 1863? Yeah, he, he ended su- the Civil War. That, no, that was 1865. In 1863, oh. he signed the Emancipation Proclamation. No more slavery. Actually, that was also the 13th Amendment. So the answer is no, they cannot force you to do anything, Jeannie. By the way, how many of these phone calls did you get parroting what your father said on his deathbed? I got about five from him, and then I had to do wait, some wait, legal wait, wait, things with my no, mom. You, no, you couldn't get five from him because he's already dead by this point. Right? We're talking oh, say, about... Re, say your question. All right. How many phone calls did you get parroting your father's words upon his deathbed? One. Just one? I thought you said you had a whole book. And uh, you Well, had... there's several that I do, but they're not just on him. They're like everything that's going on. Even the other night, my um, my family and I were watching something, and we know that our Wi-Fi was compromised. Okay. Because All the right. jokes that we were... That, that happens. All right. Fair enough. No, they can't send you. I mean, you're just, you know, just on the verge of fruit loopiness. Did you notice that? Didn't quite, didn't quite cross the line. I was sort of hoping, but it didn't work out that way. This is Handle on the Law. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.